all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? Yellow. <laughs> I'm Rachel. And I'm David. And this is All Bad Things. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Follow us Insta, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitch at All Bad Things Pod. Email us allbadthingspod at gmail.com. Join our Facebook discussion group and our Discord. Do all of those things. There we In- go. Indeed. <laughs> we got through the whole open <laughs> <laughs> for the first time in a very long time without any. <laughs> yes. Um, what are we drinking? <laughs> at 1.30 on a Sunday. That's hey. not a sports day. Hey, why not? Uh, it's No, it's a basketball day. It is. It's very are you much watching a, basketball? I am going to be. The number 15 seed is playing North Carolina today. It's the furthest. Uh, well, it's, <laughs> like I didn't know that until last night, and now I'm now that, and especially because they're literally playing a local team. Yeah, like it makes it all the better. Well, and it could uh, potentially be a Duke UNC final. I, Is that I correct? I believe so, or a oh, semifinal. Would lose their shit it, around they would. here. Oh, college basketball is huge because we have so many. Well, we have Duke UNC, NC State. And, oh, Jesse. And Jesse. you were going to want to go. <laughs> we told you. But, uh, yeah, NC State kind of doesn't count. But we have uh, Duke and UNC whenever They're they play. They're actual powerhouses. Yeah. Whenever they play each other. <laughs> Jesse. It is, a, it is a nationally televised game. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, it, yeah. It's, and it's especially a imagine it being the final game. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and Krzyzewski's Krzyzewski. Coach K's. Final game. <laughs> Coach Krasuski yeah. is how it looks, right? Krasuski. 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 Oh, I have to let out little Jesse. Okay, so that was a very sudden cut because we just had to take like 30 seconds to get Jesse we out of the room. Physically had to get him out of here. Because <laughs> he kept uh, wanting out until we let him out and then he didn't want out anymore. Yes. So, yeah. So we were, done, we were done playing that game. Yes. <laughs> so anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Uh, Coach K's last season. Mm-hmm. He's... Uh, now, should I give my prediction on the pod, or is it too dark to share my prediction about Coach oh, K? Oh, I think it's a little too dark. Okay, I want but, them. Uh, I want them. <laughs> um. <laughs> he is literally like a like an icon, and that's not Oh, I know, and yeah. I'm not wishing anything, I I, under- I understand. Okay, just still, but, it but might just be a little to be on the inflammatory. Safe, yeah, okay. just to be on the okay. safe side. <laughs> Anyway, n- nothing bad about. I have. No. I know nothing about him as a person, really. I just know that he's an icon yes. around here because, well, and in college basketball in general, right? In basketball, period. Period. Gotcha. Is he? Because like, he did win. Uh, he did win a couple of gold medals as a coach too. Oh, that's right. Did he coach the dream team? One of them, I think. Okay. Maybe. Okay. The anyway. newer one or the old school? One, one of like the mid two thousands ones, maybe. Oh, okay. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I, I have not followed basketball for years, but if you ask really me anything about the 98-99 Knicks, I can answer it. Sure. That's about the last time I watched it, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, a bad thing in the music world, yeah. Taylor Hawkins died, yeah. drummer of the Foos at 50. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Cause of Death hasn't been released yet. It takes a while to determine seen. that. Yeah. 
he has had past drug issues. Yeah, he had an overdose like 20 years yeah. ago. Yeah, but I mean, not that that but, means that that's what no. he died of. I mean, Bob Saget died of a head injury of all, re- like, out of the blue things. Right. So who knows? Yeah. Well, it's sad. He was quite young, quite iconic, and had, like, three kids yeah. and a wife. Yeah. So that's terrible. <laughs> so now, continuing bad news. And they were they were going to play here this yeah. this summer, and I guess they were that's, on tour. I mm-hmm. would sure I, if I were them, I'd just cancel. Yeah, like, that's probably what's going to. I would sure think that uh, if you're like a band that tours like that, that you have an insurance policy that if something happens to one of the band members, like you can cancel, and the insurance has to cover all the reef ticket refunds or reschedules expense or whatever the case may be. But yeah, that would have. Uh, the only time I saw them was in two thousand. You the, said they opened the, the for year. They opened for uh-huh. the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh-huh. Yeah, that which was also the only time I've ever seen the Chili Peppers. Mm. Was yeah, Taylor would have been with mm-hmm. them. Then oh, he's yeah. been with them for a long yeah. time. It was really Dave Grohl on the first album, right? It he was did everything. Literally just him and like somebody else played like a bit part of guitar, but other okay. than that, he played everything and put it all together. Gotcha. And on the second album, it was, it was him and the bass player, um, and then he redid the. Uh, he redid. It was it Taylor tracks. Hawkins no, playing. It was a different it was the drummer. original drummer that okay. he'd set up. That I remember watching that documentary, and he said that I'm like, oh my. God, oh, I knew about talk it. about band drama. I knew about it before Jeez, that. Jeez, that's a dick move. Like everybody knew the reason that Taylor Hawkins was now in the band. Mm. Because a lot of people at, at the time didn't realize, like, Taylor Hawkins was the drummer for Alanis Morissette. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I knew that. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, that's him in the videos and stuff. Uh-huh. And I think he played some on the album. I think he did okay. record a couple mm-hmm. of the drum tracks. But, uh, yeah. And, and just to have him, like, just all of a sudden. Yeah. So, I mean, he's yeah. he was been, he's been with the band since 97. That's wow. 25 years. Wow. Half his life. Half his life was spent with the Foos. Wow, mm-hmm. that's wild. That's crazy. Basically his whole adult life, more or less. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's terrible. Um, we've also had, a, like, because I fucking know, like, economic times are not good yeah. for for most Americans, we'll put it that way, um, let alone in other places as well. But, like, we've had a couple listeners who've just had horrible mm-hmm. situations that have left them food and house insecure mm-hmm. which is just horrific because nobody should be food or house insecure because that Especially should be if... a fucking human right yeah it is a human right yeah. it should be covered because we suck <laughs> but <laughs> um but yeah, if, if you guys need anything, let us know. You know, we can do what we can to help out and signal boost sure. always, you know. Sure. But that's, it's just, uh, it just makes me go, Yeah. this is awful. Oh, and pandemic too, you know, all that stuff. Oh, but never mind, the pandemic must be over because everything's <laughs> back to normal. Uh, uh, including my work soon. It yes. It sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, anyway. anyway. <laughs> oh, I did. We never said what we were actually drinking. We just talked about drinking oh. and then started talking about basketball. Sure. What are you having unsurprisingly? I'm having a Miller Lite. Oh, you didn't even I, say I said, it? I said the name. You said the proper name. Yeah. Yes. I am having a... I'm hoping to get their attention finally. <laughs> there you go. 
a good old reliable uh, lone rider shotgun Betty. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A, so. a staple. Mm-hmm. Because you can always find it at Harris Teeter. Yes, you can. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, I know I was very... A little, a little dark rain cloud uh, in the opening. So we're not getting cheerier. Nope. <laughs> we are getting nihilistic. And I'm very excited about that. Okay. So this is, a, this is an interesting topic because it's not a single event. It's more okay. of a concept that has a lot of consequence to everybody this my friends is the story of mass extinction okay almost as long as there has been life on earth we're we're getting dark oh yeah there has been (laughs) extinction (laughs) every organism and species seems to eventually meet their demise whether with a bang or a whimper so funny i'm playing a video game with that, that, yes. that's, that's the whole concept right? of it <laughs> throughout history there have been five known mass extinction events with a sixth posited sure we're gonna talk I mean, through them we're gonna okay. talk about the big five hey i'm excited um sources can, can i uh well no go ahead uh, let me let yeah. me read the sources yeah. real quick so, uh, primary sources are encyclopedia britannica grunge the history channel national park service the sam noble museum science direct the sixth extinction by elizabeth colbert space.com thought co wikipedia and world atlas okay what were you going to say um does it begin i'm guessing the the extinction of the dinosaurs is in here somewhere it maybe is. its own it category You're does right. it start with that Mm-mm. So no, we're going before that. No, actually, not at all. In fact, <laughs> that, my friends, is number five. Is it really? Mm-hmm. So. Wow. So are we overdue? Is that what the sixth, well, <laughs> sixth extinction is? Because that, that was a, that was a long it's, time it's ago. It's something a bit different. But so this entire topic started as something completely different. I've been reading the sixth extinction by Elizabeth Colbert, and she talks about the five extinction events prior, um, and talks about. Uh, different species like she zeroes in on different species and how they went extinct um and uses i mean she did some i think she's a journalist and she did some wild stuff for this book like she went to a bat cave in um the adirondacks or something and like where they were um uh, investigating white nose syndrome in bats, which is a fungus that like sends off their uh, natural ability to like know when it's hibernation time or not, and they mm-hmm. end up dying. And like she was walking in this cave full of dead bats and just like wild stuff. Anyway, she talked early on in the book about something called the nemesis hypothesis. And it was this idea. (laughs) (laughs) Are you a little disturbed how excited I am talking about horrible extinction event level events? Uh, That and like (laughs) and also where this author is going like. (laughs) Well, we will get to the sixth extinction, but um, she talked about the nemesis theory. You seem really excited. I am. So I find this fascinating. I find this fascinating. I actually find all this stuff really comforting. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But um. So the nemesis theory was this theory posited and I started researching it and then it kind of seemed like the theory kind of fell apart a little bit. But this idea that there's a cyclical nature to extinction events because of a potential dwarf star that orbits around the sun that every 27 million years knocks an asteroid off its 
like course and so every 27 million years like basically there it gets pummeled with asteroids like that's the very terrible explanation of it <clears throat> but it's basically been like, eh, probably not. That's We are not really sure that's a thing. So then there really wasn't much to cover. And I was like, shit, well, now what? <laughs> but I thought extinction a little more generally might be good. And we are going to, um, you do not have to read this. We are going to refer to this sheet. Okay. Because I had to many, many times. This is the history of the world. Okay. Presented from... Day one to present like, day. Like, so uh, 4.6 billion years? Is that yes. the... Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. This is all... Everything is in millions. Yep. So you're correct that 4,600 million mm-hmm. is 4.6 billion. Yes. So I'll, I'll be also writing about these. But if we need, like, a... First of all, it took me forever to realize this gets read from the bottom up and not from the top down. Like, that's the beginning, not that. Anyway. Sure. Anyway, because we're talking about massive periods of time, right? Yes, we're yes, not we are. we're not talking periods about... of time we cannot even fathom. That's correct. Like we just can't. If we live an average of what eighty ish seventy five to eighty years. We can fathom like the Earth looking like a fucking Star Trek movie mm-hmm. sooner than we can like right. the realize somehow easier. Realize <laughs> like what a sixty five million year cycle would be like. Right. Like we just we have no concept. Mm-hmm. Um Yes, this is a very varied and complicated topic. And of course, I am not a scientist. I am not a journalist. I am unqualified in every single way to be talking about it. So it should be great. <laughs> so do not use us as a reference no, please point. Please don't. <laughs> um, but I will say this is very fascinating to me as a nihilist. So there is something comforting to me about knowing that nothing on earth will live forever. Because as an evangelical and in many other religions, you're taught that you will have an eternal life, right? Or you could have an eternal life. It's part, either, of, the, it's part of the selling point. Right. And it could either be a good, mm-hmm. in a good place or in a bad place, depends right? What, depends on what you do here. But there is something about eternity that is inherently, like, cognitively not great for us, I think. Probably Like, not. we're not meant to live forever. Nothing's meant to live forever. No. But the earth and sky, <laughs> dust in the wind. Anyway. Um, Bring so. in some Kansas. <laughs> Same old song. All right. So to iterate what is probably the obvious, extinction is the last of an organism or a species dying out. Sure. It, it can also, sometimes they'll, it'll be even larger uh, like genres of organisms, like entire uh, genus or genera, I think is the plural of genus, but uh, or families, you know. Um, but yeah, there are mass extinctions. And well, yes, which is what we're covering. Yes. Um, but even that is a little bit of an oversimplification. There are some nuances to extinction. For example, functional extinction, which is where there are actually technically individuals in a species alive. But for any number of reasons, they are either extremely unlikely or unable to reproduce. So that could be due to age, sexually dis- sexual dysfunction for sexually reproducing species, other health problems, or just being too far apart to reproduce. Of course, that made me think of Children of Men, right? That movie, oh, Children yeah. of Men. Yeah, great movie. Which, what, that was functional to, extinction. I need to watch that again. I haven't watched I've that I've seen so it long. once, and I thought it was great, but it was like Deer Hunter. It's one of those, you can see it once and feel pretty okay with. I remember all the the parts. 
Like, even though I've seen it twice. But right. I'm like, mm-hmm. I remember, like, specific... Mm-hmm. Well, that one car scene is still considered, like, a cinematic masterpiece, you know? There's a couple of them. Yeah. Just uh-huh. in the one movie. Uh-huh. And, yeah, anyway. And I loved Clive Owen back in the day, too. Yeah, so. he was good. Um, and then there's also pseudo-extinction, which is when a species is actually technically extinct, but their chrono-species is extant. So just to clarify, extant is the opposite of extinct, mm-hmm. right? It's, it means it still exists. So a chrono-species is essentially kind of like a descendant-type species of another species. Like a bridge. But distinct enough somehow, like mm-hmm. in appearance or genes or whatever, to be considered a different species. Sure. So Now, extinction is ridiculously common. It has been around for as long as there's been life on Earth. And that's at least partially because of the biodiversity of life on Earth over billions of years and the natural consequences of evolution. The Earth is around 4.6 billion years old, best as we can tell. Earliest known life, single-celled organisms, evolved around... When do you think, if you had to guess, how many Man, millions or billions of years ago? They had this at the Science Museum okay. downtown, too. And I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to picture that graph the, that they yeah. had. I want to say somewhere maybe around like 3.5 billion years. You're not far off 4 billion. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're 500 million off, but it's still, you're yeah. not that far off, you know. Uh, 10%. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. 15 So, <laughs> maybe uh, and real, yeah, like it could, it, it, well, and it's... We're also talking about a lot of, not guessing, this isn't guessing, but there's a lot of blanks that haven't been filled in yet in a lot of this, right? So it's best estimates based on science. Right. Um, so yeah, around uh, 4 billion. And then multicellular life finally came around about 1.6 billion years ago. So, so it, it took, took, took a while. It took like 3, took 3 billion, billion well, years. Two, two and a half, yeah. yeah. Billion years for, Yeah. For just a single cell organism to turn into more than one cell organism, yeah, yeah, because initially, like it's just a like a barren rock for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's forming. Well, with gas and minerals mm-hmm. and stuff, but yeah. Um, as far as species go, uh, which of course we are one, Homo sapiens. The average lifespan of any given species on the Earth, meaning. That's their yeah, everything, extent, everything right? Averaged out. Yeah, everything lives. Can I, can I guess? Yeah, sure. Uh, it's like, a wide range, but is it really? It is. Um, two hundred fifty-five years, something. I don't know. No, so I don't mean. Um, th- this is hard to express. So I don't mean the lifespan of a single uh, organism within the species. I mean like that there is always one of at least one of these species still in existence. Okay. So like the oh, whole species lasted yes. how long? Like the like the, like the dinosaurs lasted like how many the, years? Like, yeah. like we're talking like the franchise. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The whole exactly. Yeah. They started in <laughs> yes. Chicago and then they we're were in St. Louis. How long did yeah. Michael Jordan? Yeah. How long did the Bulls franchise? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I get it now. So how long? What do you think? And it is a huge billions range. of years. I I don't know. One to ten million years okay. per species. Jesus. Which, when you're talking about four point six billion years, not much. There's a huge turnover of sure. species in in the world. So, and for reference, Homo sapiens in our modern anatomical variation, because of course there were other early humans, right? Have been around probably around three hundred thousand years. Yeah, I've heard that too. Like, mm-hmm. it, like somewhere around there. how we are 
currently and yeah. are that we were not a distinct other species yes. that we are actually homo sapiens yeah, yeah about three hundred thousand. so that which means is cr- which is crazy if if average we have to last another seven hundred seven hundred thousand just to get to the low end of average <laughs> think of how different life was for humans uh, just 150 years ago oh, jesus christ let alone hundreds 300,000 years ago like you can't like what did you like i'll tell you i'm glad those I'm are the guys it. that made like spears and fire and, and rope yeah. like they figured out those three things yeah. <laughs> and passed it on mm-hmm. probably the most famous extinctions are mass extinction events which we're talking about when large numbers of species become extinct in a relatively short period of time now everything is going to be relative right sure like i said one to ten million uh, years yeah. is short yes. in the in the eyes of the, the in world the lens of history yes, yes. uh-huh um among mass extinctions the fame most famous is probably the extinction of the dinosaurs right between these mass extinction events and smaller scale extinctions it is thought that around five billion species that have ever lived on the planet have died out, which is over 99% of all species ever in existence. That's crazy. Well, think about the turnover rate, you know? And think about the, again, we can't put into perspective billions of years. That's why this chart is helpful to me. It's not helpful to to grasp how many, how long billions of years is, but still helps sort of like how it's referred to. It's helpful. So there have been to date five identified mass extinction events Though it is also thought we are currently living through a sixth mass extinction event. Uh, but, but before we get too far on them, it's important to note how time periods are referred to when we're talking to mm. events that take place over so long. So the scale used is known as the geologic time scale. That's what this is. Um, and it is used to separate uh, periods of the, on the earth, time periods on the earth, based on distinct geological and life events, which is why, for the most part, extinction events happen, like, near the boundary of two eras or, or sure. time periods, because that's what delineates them, or can be what helps delineate them. So from largest to smallest measurements of time, it goes eon, era, period. Uh, so there are currently... Four eons that we've identified. The Hadean is like the super, super, super first. Archaean, and there there might be some mispronunciation in this episode, is was after that. And then the Proterozoic was after that. Now the Phanerozoic is what we're still in, and that even that started uh what, <laughs> what is five hundred five hundred forty one million years ago. So really, like the first four billion years of the mm-hmm. Earth's existence, there were three. Were those three? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now we're in the fourth. And then those eons, well, not the super early ones. The the super early, the Hadean, Archean, and Proterozoic era or eons are only have one era, the Precambrian. But then, as we get into the Phanerozoic eon, that's into the Paleozoic era. The Mesozoic era and the Cenozoic era, which is what we're in now. Mm-hmm. Then those are further broken into periods and epochs. So that's like from largest to smallest. So um, there's, uh, yeah, and I'm not going to go into naming all of them, but that's if I mention a period, that's what I mean there. So for 
for reference, each known mass extinction event has taken place in our current eon, in the Phanerozoic. Okay. So not yep. back here in the first right. four billion years. It's all been in since. The- uh, the planet was flourishing with life. There have been... Well, since complex multi-cell yep. organisms, mm-hmm. basically. Since we stopped being... Single-celled organisms. And, and you yeah. know what the thing is? Maybe there were mass extinctions of these single-celled organisms. How would we know? Yeah. They're not going to leave behind fossils. These are like little... in. You can't even see them in water, like or single-celled organisms, right? There's no way we would know if they went extinct. I mean, there's every indication they probably did, right? If this is happening to all these complex organisms, it probably happened who knows how many times. In fact, that could have been why it took four fucking billion years to get to having complex organisms. To where we are now. Yeah. Is because maybe it kept starting and stopping a trillion times. Like, literally, it could be that frequent. We don't know. And... As to whether we'll ever know, that's I, I don't know that there's much chance of that. You know, probably probably not. But um, and it's also important to note that these are just the mass extinction events we have found evidence for to date. There could be more. Sure. So, so the first mass extinction event that we know of is the Ordovician Silurian extinction, and this happened in the first era of the Phanerozoic Eon near the end of the second period, the Ordovician, as it turned into the Silurian period. So the Ordovician period, which started around 485 million years ago, so the first extinction event was almost 500 million years ago, was separated from the previous period, the Cambrian period, not because of extinction, but because of the exact opposite. There was a huge flourishing of biodiversity. It was known as the uh, Great Ordovician Biodiversification Event, or also known as Ordovician Radiation, meaning that just like life just had a good time. Sure. <laughs> like, it, like something, something was in the air and it was totally conducive to lots of life and biodiversity. Um. It is estimated there was a quadrupling of the number of genera, or the plural, genuses, right? The reason it was large, and it was, just to be clear, this was marine life, almost sure. exclusively, right? And the I reason, was thinking that, or like forest life. Yeah, yeah, well, so at this point, it basically was almost all marine life, because that was the life form around there. Life began in water. Hmm. Uh, there are no fossils of land animals from this time at all. It is possible there was some version of a burrowing millipede thingy because there were some possible tunnels found preserved, but and, and maybe some very early land plants. Um, but the ocean was really was where it was at. So based on fossils, there were things like corals, mollusks, and trilobites, which are not around anymore. They definitely went the way of the dodo bird, as it were, who we killed, but that's another story. It's not really known why this sudden burst of biodiversification happened, though obviously there are plenty of theories. Um, it's probably due to, like everything, not just a single cause, right? It could be a m- multiple... Multiple factors. Has to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has to be a recipe. Right. Yeah. For example, it's thought there was a lot of tectonic movement and possibly a shift in the supply of nutrients so that the water actually became more nutrient dense and more conducive to life. Um, 
and uh, maybe an increase in carbon dioxide levels, with which warmed the Earth a bit and made it a little bit Earth easier. Was, and we know this. We know this pretty much for sure in the age of the dinosaurs that the Earth was much, much warmer. The the whole landscape of the planet was completely different. The Earth has gone through multiple warming and cooling yes. events. Um, and we'll talk about some of that because some of that is linked to the extinction sure. events. So, In a very early example of what goes up must come down, the gains made by this proliferation during the Ordovician period were soon lost. And soon is relatively speaking. We're talking millions of years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, here we're talking the long span of history. So the Ordovician era itself was 42 million years long. Wow. So uh, there were two what they call pulses of this extinction event. So like two distinct parts, key parts of the extinction. The first was probably called by glaciation or relatively sudden cooling of the earth. Now, just to clarify, the Earth as we know it now is not what the Earth looked like. Not even the continents looked like they no, do. No, not even close. To clarify further, we're not even in the age of Pangaea. That's oh, still that millions of years yet. later. This is what they think okay. the Earth kind of looked like. So a lot it, of it stuff is like down the, uh, towards... It looks like the bottom of a, uh, of a lava lamp. A little bit, yeah. Like everything's kind of clumped at the bottom, and then you have these little... Mm-hmm. Everything's down towards mm-hmm. the South Pole, and just a huge ocean. Yeah. It's pretty much all ocean. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see, like, how they're naming stuff based on what it will eventually mm-hmm. become. Like Siberia, China, Australia, Africa, Gondwana. That comes up a lot. Hmm. Um, pretty cool, though. It is. It's very interesting. So this cooling took place likely because of a drop in carbon dioxide levels in the in the atmosphere. The why that happened is apparently the source of much debate. So here's something I found really interesting. Uh, what do we call the effect of global warming? It has the fill in the blank Clim- effect. Climate change? What? The greenhouse effect. Oh, sure. Sorry, okay. I realized that was just being very obtuse. So yes, the greenhouse effect. And we've heard of that, right? Because we learned it in school. Sure. Because it's the whole ecology movement of the 20th century and everything. Um, well, there is an opposite effect, too. It's called the ice house effect. And that's what we call sure. when carbon dioxide levels Drops. drop and it cools. So CO2 levels rise. We have evidence greenhouse. of both things happening to yes. the Earth. Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. So when ice forms from the water from the ocean, it lowers sea levels. It holds up the water from the ocean. Also, warmer ocean water expands, which is what makes the ocean levels rise, which is why when somebody who I otherwise would have called very intelligent told me that he didn't believe in climate change because if so the sea levels would actually lower because like in a glass of ice, uh, ice water, when the ice melts, the water level Oops. lowers. Yes, but this isn't a fucking glass of water. This is the ocean. It, it works differently. Anyway, so the idea is this glaciation happened and it lowered sea levels. Um, and of course, if ice the ice melts, it raises sea levels, which is what we're going through now. Um, this shallowing of water hit many new species hard because it basically took away their survivable habitat. They had adapted sure. to live in one environment, and that environment was now gone. 
There were also periods of interglaciation, so when the ice melted and then refroze. Sure. Now, again, this is taking over taking place over millions of years many 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 years but it still happened you know so like any one generation of any organism wouldn't notice a difference at all we're talking the species as a whole so um so this happened multiple times and like kept killing off species eventually it killed off remember almost all life was marine at this point 61 percent of marine life Wow. They, all species were just 61% wiped out. That's crazy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's, that was that one. Um, that was the first <laughs> pulse. <laughs> the second pulse of the Ordovician Silurian extinction was essentially a very abrupt reversal of the glaciation that had occurred. occurred and this produced the terrifying dual-related effects of anoxia and euxinia. So anoxia is basically oxygen oxygen deprivation in the water. Ooh. Oxygen levels go down in the water. Okay. So these species were basically suffocated. Mm-hmm. Like. Further, when a lack of oxygen in water is accompanied by increased levels of sulfide, it's called euxinia, which is toxicity, a toxicity of the water. By the end of the second pulse of this extinction event, as the Ordovician period became the Silurian period, and that was around 444 million years ago, somewhere around 85% of all marine life had died out. Jeez. Yeah. So you know when they say uh, adapt or survive? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but these were extreme fi- events. Sure. You know? But 15% did adapt somehow. Yeah. And that makes the very first mass extinction event the second largest in terms of species lost. No shit. Mm-hmm. 85%. So the second known mass extinction event is known as the late Devonian extinction. So the Devonian period followed the Silurian period. So this is where I found this chart so helpful. So we have Ordovician. Mm -hmm. That turned into Silurian. Now this is going to be near the end of the Devonian as it goes into the Mississippian. Gotcha. So, And again, the Devonian started 419.2 million years years ago. (laughs) So this is still... We a can just, long time ago. We just call it 420 million years ago. I, I do is, a lot of about this many yeah. years. Yeah. When you're talking that span of time, it <laughs> kind of doesn't matter. Right. Um, and this, again, wasn't a single event as such. It actually occurred in three separate extinction events that spanned over 10 million years. Uh, the Gavishian extinction, the Enfrasnian extinction, and the Femenian extinction. And the Enfrasnian event was the most severe of the three. Now... it's also not positive if it took actually 10 million years. Some people thought it only took a half a million years. Anyway, it took a long time one way or the other. And together they constitute a mass extinction event. So by the time the Devonian period came around, life had been continually evolving, right? Even after like 85% of marine life had died out because Mm -hmm. this is still millions of years later. So there's been a few million, well, um, 25 million years to continue. 25? Yes. yes. <laughs> Just making sure I did my math right. So more complex and larger fish were populating the ocean. Early sharks that's just, were starting to develop. That sounds like all kinds of scary. Yes, it probably really fucking yeah. was. Um, and for, that, for everyone involved. Yes. <laughs> Except for the sharks. Yes. They were having a good time. Yeah. Um, and that led to the periods nicknamed the Age of Fish. 
barrier reefs were also yeah. developing. Yeah. Damn good thing we didn't come of age during that period. We would have been extinct a long time ago. Like, mm-hmm. never would have happened. Uh, barrier reefs were also developing, coral, things like that. And it's also interesting, I saw this somewhere and then I couldn't find it again, but basically some of the ext- these extinction events are linked to why we have oil deposits now. Oh, okay. Like that the coral absorbed some of the... Because oil is basically like de- dead and decomposed stuff. Yeah, that's way in way very, deep in the earth. And from a very long time ago. Yeah. And some of these extinction events like created those deposits. That's interesting. interesting yeah. I never thought of it that way. Um, I wonder if the Koch brothers know that. Or the Koch brother, rather. Well, when's the other one going to... Anyway, I'll move along. Um... So, but life had also started to proliferate on land. So at this point, land life is developing, terrestrial life. Plants and trees were the first and most populous species and had a very easy time of things compared to later down the line because no herbivorous animals were around to eat Competing them. Competing with just, them. Yeah. They were just living their best life, you know. Um, fungi were also developing on the earth. Uh, and it's, it is possible some insects started appearing, which doesn't surprise me because those mm-hmm. motherfuckers are so... Resilient. <laughs> um, ironically, these happy little trees and plants uh, would actually start becoming a problem and a prime mover in the next extinction event. So trees and plants consume what from the atmosphere that makes them positive for us? Oxygen. Or uh, carbon, carbon dioxide. dioxide. Yes. Yeah. Well, they, <laughs> they produce. That's right. Help produce oxygen. And of course, in our era of global warming, that's like, yay, please do eliminate our carbon dioxide as we slaughter you and cut, cut you down en masse, you know, sure, uh, deforest the entire earth, even though we need all those forests. But anyway, um, back then, they were starting to take carbon dioxide from the air in an earth that hadn't adapted to them being there yet. And other life forms, especially in the ocean, had not ad- had not adapted to those CO2 levels. So CO2 levels dropped. And in this case, that was not a net positive. Um, so that, that led to the ice house effect again. Another drop in temperatures, glaciation, lowering sea levels, anoxia. And about half of all genera of life and 80% of species went extinct in the late Devonian. So we had 85%. Now it's 80%. But it may also be a little unfair to blame trees as the sole potential cause of this second major extinction event, because there is an also a, a plausible hypothesis that another very big geologic, um, influencer as we will come to find may have been responsible too and that is volcanic activity and plate tectonics so um we're all relatively used to the idea of you know like a volcano that erupts Mm -hmm. as well as earthquakes right moving of the tectonic plates well there's also something called trap (laughs) trap magmatism and it was really hard to look into this because everything that popped up on google was like the abstract of a very heady paper that i did not understand no one eli fived me it was like so but from what i can gather what this is all right it's something called a mantle plume so basically like super deep in the earth sure there can be mag like matter and gas that starts forcing its way up. 
but then it can break through not in a traditional volcano and not necessarily where two plates meet. And and these are called, they, they create these things called traps or trap rocks. Anyway, so I, can, I couldn't figure out if these are like actual explosions or more like emissions. Or maybe a combination of the two. Maybe. At any rate... That's what's happening, though. Yeah, they and they think that that's what was happening, especially in Siberia. And the Siberia traps are a thing and still known and um, identified. Now, Siberia was not where Siberia is now, but still. But what that did was those gases and the, that matter that was being pushed up to the surface included huge quantities of CO2. And again, that could have contributed to the lowering of the temperatures and then the glaciation. So it's also apparently possible that there was actually a, a super volcano that erupted in Australia. Hmm. So hey. that's what we know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Take a pick. So now we get to the largest uh, in terms of the number of species dead mass extinction. So bad that it's known as the Great Dying. And okay. it is the uh, Permian-Triassic extinction. So this is between two eras, the Paleozoic going into the Mesozoic. So Permian into the Triassic. So the Permian started just shy of 300 million years ago mm -hmm. and ended about 252 million years ago. Okay, so it lasted, what is that, about... Uh... Uh, not quite 50 yeah. million. Uh -huh, like okay. 48, something like that. So by this point in time, <laughs> such an elegant cut, uh, the Earth was looking a lot different, both geologically and in terms of speciation. So by the end of the Permian period, the famous supercontinent of Pangaea was formed. Oh. So let's look at Pangaea. There's Pangaea. Very nice. Which it, it is pretty interesting because you can see our current continents, mm -hmm. kind of how it how it definitely could break apart and become, well, it, that's because that's what All happened. All sorts of different things. Mm -hmm. uh, ocean life was still big. <laughs> it was still very, very popular. <laughs> very big. <laughs> um, big if true. Big if true. <laughs> and by now, sharks were like the apex predators of the ocean. We're, we're, we're talking like megalodons and shit. Probably. probably. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No thanks. Um. The, the time leading up to the end of the Permian is sometimes called the Age of Amphibians because amphibians were starting to evolve and that led to the first land animals, right? Because amphibians are who bridged That's true. the water and the land. Mm -hmm. And so now like some reptiles, lizards, snakes, and they're, snails they're like, are starting to like, evolve. You know us, like when we get close to shore, it'd be helpful if we had legs or something mm -hmm. or like it slither around. Mm-hmm. And there's that, and, a and that happened eventually. There's a picture that recently made its rounds on Reddit. Because um, if you follow like the subreddits, damn, that's interesting and interesting as fuck. You know, they show the same shit. <laughs> I've never ever followed any Reddit oh, at all. I'm so and, into and Reddit these days, and it's a world that I'm I'm kind of glad I've never dipped a toe into. <laughs> it's it's a it can go either way. I'm, yeah. We'll say. Yes, but just like just like a social media app. <laughs> yes, you can either become like a better person or join a cult. That's correct. There are some very nice people <laughs> yes. on Reddit. I'm sure uh, they helped me through the hiring process of my job. That was Good. that was nice, and I even uh, got to 
Skype with someone who I met on Reddit who was a fellow employee. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Like, oh, you're an actual person. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he kept trying to friend me. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? Oh, from Reddit. Oh, hey. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, there was a recent picture that made the rounds of a tadpole larger than the size of a banana. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, tadpoles are itty bitty pre-frogs, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to, that's baby frogs, right? Um, but it had not, it had just grown as a tadpole and it was massive. And I guess what I'm saying is that was just weird. <laughs> I'm like, there's no point to this story other than amphibians. <laughs> amphibians. Anyway, and tadpoles. The, it'll be the new uh, Marvel but movie tadpoles... next summer. Amphibians. <laughs> tadpoles really are like, you, they almost are evolving over their lifetime, right? Because they grow little legs out of their little fin like little swimmers and then they turn into frogs it's so wild it's like caterpillars and butterflies yeah. <laughs> nature's fucking lit it is it's scary too <laughs> so though the permian triassic extinction was the largest mass extinction the great dying 96 percent of all species on the face of the earth wiped out wow um, it is the most... Almost everything. Yes, just about everything. Like, proportionately, right? It is the most mysterious in terms of exact cause. There is a main consensus that it was a rise in the Earth's temperatures, resulting in yet another bout of anoxia in the ocean, as well as ocean acidification, which is a motherfucker. Um, and the culprit of this rise in temperatures is what is up for debate. There are causes that uh, posited that fall into two main groups catastrophic causes and gradual causes, which is basically like your two options anyway. Um, In the catastrophic category is volcanic activity. Like, remember those uh, Siberian traps I talked about? Well, it's possible that they erupted and released huge amounts of CO2 and also caused acid rain. That's a possibility. And that could help explain why land animals and plants were also affected. If it was just anoxia in the ocean, what would happen? Like, that's just marine life. That's not land animals. I mean, it could still affect them because of affecting their food supply, but acid rain could have been a reason that that happened. And it's also possible that these eruptions disrupted deposits of methane clathrate, also known as methane hydrate. So have you ever heard of methane hydrate? I had not until... It's wild. So it's a solid compound where methane, which is a gas, Mm -hmm. right, is trapped in a crystal of water. And here's what it looks like. What does that look like to you? It looks like snow. Snow or ice, right? That's, That's methane hydrate. That's crazy. This is methane hydrate lit on fire because it is flammable. It looks like ice, and it's on fire. Wow. Yeah, they call it fire water sometimes because, like, it... It also looks like a a, a toy I get to play with in the video game I'm playing. (laughs) Really? Purge water is what it's called. Is it water that lights on fire? Mm -hmm. Well, it's probably because of a gas, if it were literal and scientific. Yeah. Um, See, video games can teach you this. The idea is that when the vents erupted, they released the methane within the methane hydrate. And methane is a powerful greenhouse gas. If you've heard anything like, what is it, the, not the uncomfortable truth. What is it that uh, Al Gore did back in the day? An inconvenient truth. Inconvenient truth. Like they talk about basically like 
cows releasing methane into the atmosphere and stuff like that. It, it causes, uh, it's a powerful greenhouse gas that causes atmospheric carbon dioxide levels to rise. So it's also been posited that Pangaea itself contributed to the extinction. So when the smaller land masses joined together to mm-hmm. form Pangaea, it resulted in one supercontinent reducing the total amount of coastline. Right, because sure. it sure. had it was multiple land yeah. masses with coast, but now it's just one big one and very different so there are, climates. There are literally only four coasts. Yeah, and and in and so everything had to compete for the limited coastline, you know. Mm-hmm. So that could have caused um, extinction of some species. Likely did. Yeah. So uh, that's so we don't know exactly what caused it, but yeah, ninety six percent of all species went extinct. That included around ninety percent of all ocean life, and seventy percent of all vertebrate land dwellers, and thirty percent of insects. And it probably took a while for the Earth to rebound from this, or life to rebound from this. But that's debated too. How long? Some people are like, only it took only about half a half a mil wait half a billion year what. Half a million. It, it took some time. It took some time. <laughs> it took a little while. Uh, half a million to um, 15 million is the range that they give. Anyway, it took a while for evolution to get going again. But that variation, like if that extinction event hadn't happened, chances are that the dinosaurs wouldn't have proliferated. Basically, the that like... The dinosaurs' evolution took advantage of that extinction. Sure. Um, so that kind of leads us into the Triassic-Jurassic extinction, the fifth extinction. Or sorry, fourth. Wait. I think that is the yes, fourth. Yes, the fourth. Hmm? Sorry, haven't even gotten to the... Um, oh, well, yeah, okay. Anyway, I'm jumping ahead. I've, I'm getting my extinctions mixed up. But anyway, <laughs> the... <laughs> I'm getting my nihilism mixed I up. I know. The fourth known major <laughs> extinction event was the Triassic-Jurassic extinction. It happened about 50 million years after the Permian-Triassic extinction. So that was around 201 million years ago. You can see they're also happening a little more frequently now, mm-hmm. right? As most of us will probably associate the words Triassic and especially Jurassic, as in park, thank you, uh, Steven Spielberg, with dinosaurs. And John Williams. Yes. (laughs) Um, There were dinosaurs by this point. Um, Now, early dinos and flying reptiles, which is terrifying. That's just scary. Yes. (laughs) That's just fucking really scary. I, I really hope, I here's what I'm hoping now that we're talking about dinosaurs. I'm really hoping, even though I know it's not going to be, I'm hoping the new Jurassic World at least has like a PG-13 rating. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see some horror. Oh, like, I, yeah, some of the tense. Yeah. Do you feel like the first Jurassic Park was a little bit of a horror film? Uh, like, it could have been. Uh, and the, could have and, the, and the second one, like, started out, like, so well. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the new huge ocean monster they have in the movies oh yeah i don't remember the, what they call it the but big the big thing the one that came up and grabbed the guy yeah. spoiler alert yes <laughs> spoiler alert for a well whatever it's a few years old <laughs> but uh yeah i'm i'm kind of hoping it goes a little bit towards because now it seems the dinosaurs are literally out in the world amongst yeah, us with the humans just like they were meant to six thousand yeah. years ago when to, god created them. we used to ride them yes yeah right <laughs> <laughs> um I do think that the 
I well, I saw so I saw Jurassic Park when I was like eight, and I thought the I was sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy age difference. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very much but so. I thought the scene of the kids in the kitchen was pretty intense. I see, I thought the most intense scene was the, the Tyrannosaurus knocking the car off the mm-hmm. off the dam. Like that was pretty cool. That was too, yeah. Like that whole and setup. And they held was... the plexiglass above them and mm-hmm. it was trying to get at them. Yeah. yeah. That was a pretty good uh introduction of the of the T-Rex. But then it turns out all you have to do to distract a T-Rex is what you do uh, with a cat. A flare. Like just ha- shine a bright light and then throw it and don't move because it can't see you if you move it. Don't move. <laughs> I hope that's a game I never get to play in real life. Right. <laughs> um, so early dinos. Oh, and mammals were starting to come into existence too. Um, Pangea was starting to break apart. And that was just continuing to geologically change the shape of the planet. So in the Triassic-Jurassic extinction, volcanic activity was once again the likely culprit. Specifically, volcanic activity in the Central Atlantic Magmatic Province, also known as Camp, resulting from the very fact that Pangaea was breaking apart. So what I, so like when Pangaea formed, it may have caused problems, and when it broke apart, it may have caused problems. Sure. So what I find so interesting about Camp, uh, this area of magma or magmatic activity, is this is where it lay on Pangaea, mm-hmm. so you can kind of see it. And there, to to this day, even after these continents are all separated, there's evidence of these uh, like remnants mm-hmm. of this volcanic um, commonality in North America, South America, Africa, Europe, etc. Spread out all over the place. Right. Yeah. And that, to me, I find fascinating because when you are raised evangelical in the Young Earther movement, no, the Earth was just created exactly as it is. And it's like there's like literal... Somebody snapped their fingers. <laughs> there is literal <laughs> evidence... That even if uh, some god did snap his fingers, the, apparently he was cool with plate tectonics because this it, shit is kind of provable. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe he snapped his fingers and it was the Big Bang. Some people are, uh, some more you progressive know? people are open to that idea. Yeah. And know. it took four point so mm-hmm. six billion years for us to get to where we are. That's what my grandpa used to say and used to posit. I mean, I, I don't necessarily you know condone that, but hey, it's, it's a possibility. It's slightly more realistic. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So then, just just in a flash, and and what seven days? Yeah, it, mm-hmm. the Earth was formed as is. Like well, the like, seventh day he rested. That's yeah. why we have Sunday, yeah. even though it should be Saturday. Whatever. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, and plus, I'm I'm assuming that everyone who's listening to us is cool with like science versus religion. So well, geology is a profession that does exist and has existed for quite a while. Yes. And- because of geology, that's why we know these types yeah, of things. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, camp erupted in four main events over a period of around 600,000 years. And then it just was the same old story. CO2 levels rise. I literally wrote, CO2 levels rose, temperatures rose, the ocean acidified, bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> yeah. I wrote, bada bing, bada boom, comma, bada boom. Uh, while it seems <laughs> all relatively straightforward, it's also important to note that we start getting a bit more into the meteor-caused extinction 
ideas around this time, and there were several meteor impacts during the Triassic period, including one in Quebec, whose crater forms the Manicouagan Reservoir? I don't know. Uh, But to date, none have been shown capable of having caused the actual mass extinction. In total, about half of all the Earth's species died out near the end of the Triassic, which is funny how that sounds like, oh, so it wasn't so bad. Just half. half. (laughs) Compared to 96%. It's better than 96%. Yeah. Um, Your leg is half broken. Your leg is 96% broken. Right. Like... Now, what's right? <laughs> which, it, you know, which would you prefer? Neither choice is good, but no. one is better than the other, certainly. So the the thing is, like, every single one of these extinction events completely rewrote evolutionary history. Sure. We don't know what life would look like today if none of these events or one of these yeah. events or and, some of these events some hadn't of them happened. mishmash with each other because there's always a small percentage that survives yeah, and mm-hmm. we don't know where they mashed up with the next one with the small percentage that survived yeah, and, uh, uh-huh. it's all like filtered I mean, down right yeah. in, in a very specific way it's kind of wild that we're even here yeah you know in that sense um, so I guess if you want to believe in something kind of miraculous, well, yeah, we are it, it a is, product of something it, pretty it wild. It is miraculous. Yeah. Something that took billions of years to create. Right? Uh-huh. With yeah. all these other mm-hmm. uh, sub-functions. Right. As we find out in the in the video game that I'm playing. <laughs> you just want this whole podcast to be about Horizon New West. That forbidden West. And to forbidden da- Boogaloo. How dare you. <laughs> but anyway... Electric Quest. If if you want to sponsor our podcast. Oh, you're you're pitching to the video game. I gotcha. Okay. They won't. But but it but like the themes of the game like tackle this. It really does. Like I'm not even kidding. Well, it coincided with that. Yes. Yes. Um, but this is when those early dinos were able to gain a foothold. Sure. On. On land, land yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that there weren't also marine and flying which mi- dinosaurs, but... Which might also explain why they became so gigantic, because they had a lot of land to, to play That's with. That's correct. That's correct. Now, I can't remember if it was the Triassic, Jurassic, or this next one. In one of these extinctions, very specifically, like, land animals... All land animals over a certain size were gone. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's part of what scaled down animals. Mm-hmm. That they used to be so gigantic, yeah. but then they all got scaled down. Not that there aren't huge animals now. There certainly are, but, you know. But not compared to the biggest animal on Earth is a whale. Which, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're fucking gigantic. But there used to be things that, imagine something like being, like, four or five times well, the size of that. Well, and there used that. to be hundreds or thousands of things that were that yeah. big. As opposed to crazy. it being an outlier. Again, it's mm-hmm. you can't even... You can't imagine it, really. So the next, the fifth known extinction period is the Cretaceous-Paleogene extinction, and that is the dino extinction. Okay. So uh, it is the final complete known mass extinction, most notorious because we have this obsession with dinosaurs as humans. Yes, we do. It took place around 66 million years ago, so recent compared to the others, right? Um, Now, by this point... Dinos were all over. It is Jurassic Park, whatever. Um, although it's the Cretaceous at this point. This is not the Jurassic. Like, the Cretaceous was the huge boom of the dinosaurs, I think. Let me... Hold on. <laughs> Let me look at my paper. Yeah. Oh, no, the Jurassic. Dinosaurs diverse and abundant. 
Yep. Also, early flowering plants and placental mammals. Oh. Which are our... We, we, we are placental mammals. We love the placental mammals, don't we, folks? <laughs> Do you know what placental <laughs> mammals means? I'm not sure. It means... So, uh, mammals mm-hmm. that when... Um, producing their young the young is connected to a placenta so like you know so, if a human has I was a just baby there's say, a placenta kind of, yes, okay. it's the nutrient supply, like internal nutrient supply yes we are placental yes. mammals mm-hmm. nice yep so we did exist with the dinosaurs there awesome. you go <laughs> so in there's my- the evidence right there why didn't, why didn't somebody stumble upon this before uh-huh. so at this point this is when land life is really getting going. flourishing yes very much so so we started in the oceans took forever to get on land thanks to the frogs now we're on not just the frogs but and now we're on land and now we're thriving and now we're jurassic park um <laughs> now we're at jurassic park <laughs> yes we've gone through all this <laughs> In 1980, father and son science team Luis and Walter Alvarez put forward the most famous hypothesis for the Cretaceous Paleogene extinction, the asteroid impact. Mm. So, and it it is still considered the most likely mm. um, reason. Uh, this hypothesis was further bolstered, and this is it, this is a little wild how recent this was. This was further bolstered by the discovery in the 90s hmm? of the Chicxulub crater under the Yucatan Peninsula. Yeah, when I was a little kid and when I was like 10, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm going to be a paleontologist. Mm. It didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, That's okay, I think... But when I was 10 yeah. years old, like the... The asteroid theory was still very yes. debatable and still well because in 1980 is when they first even came up with yeah. it. Yeah, and they so, didn't find the likely site until and they've and like they've found 15 years later and they've found more stuff right. since then. They found this well, they this have, type of sediment is this old and it's over here. Yes. That's why yeah. that's why they're pretty sure about it. It has its detractors. Sure, but they were able it's to date the impact of that. Of that asteroid, and, where? and it coincides, and where it yes, happens. and it coincides with that mass extinction event. So it seems pretty clear. Now, this asteroid, just to put it in perspective, is estimated to have been ten to fifteen kilometers or six to nine miles in diameter. That's it's huge, gigantic, hurling towards the Earth. So, um, and the impact of an asteroid like that, like in terms of like they, it's an extinction level event. It it's Ellie, right? Yes. <laughs> Mr. President, e- tell me about Ellie. What, what do you know about E.L.E.? But his answer, remember, yes. he goes, what do you know about E.L.E.? E-L-E. Mm-hmm. And that's what tipped uh, her off. Uh, Taylor Leone, yes, uh, that's right. Deep yeah. impact. Anyway. The greatest movie ever. <laughs> Starring lots of babies at the end. Like, way, <laughs> yeah. too, way too many. So, um... They, you know, like I saw it in measurements of tons of TNT, but it's like this many tetratons of TNT. But basically, it is about a billion times the energy of the H bomb. Yeah, is the energy level released on the Earth? Inconceivable asteroid. Yeah. So obviously, that just impacted life every possible way on Earth. So there would have been, first of all, infrared radiation that came from that um, impact. It would basically. It said in Wikipedia, cook anything in its path. Yeah. yeah. Just fry everything. Um, Then it's dust cloud would have been like the year without a summer times a thousand, literally blocking out the sun. Times a thousand, times a million for like a million Mm -hmm. plus years. And that would kill off a bunch of plants because they can't photosynthesize if they Mm -hmm. don't have the sun. 
the gas and minerals launched all over the earth would have caused acid rain and ocean acidification. The global temperature would have dropped massively. And of course, there could be other causes and others have been put forth, including volcanic activity, multiple asteroid impacts, or just a combination of factors. It could be all just those a, things. Just a fucking shit show of the, the Earth just exploding all yes, over the place. It does seem that this one asteroid did at least affect some of it sure. or was involved somehow. At any rate, an estimated 75% of all species on the planet were annihilated in the Cretaceous-Paleogene extinction. That's still not 96. No, it's not that. That's why it's called the Great Dying, because it was so close to everything. Um, And like I said, who knows how many times super early on that happened. Mm -hmm. Like, especially with single-celled organisms. And who knows how some of the super early on single cell organisms made their way all to here somehow right. mm-hmm. i mean who knows yeah it's pretty wild um but this extinction event also may at least part be at least partially responsible for a lot of the species we see around today without dinosaurs who were massive apex predators the mammal could proliferate hmm. so basically when people are like oh yeah man walked with the dinosaurs no we're here because the dinosaurs aren't We're, we're, we're gone. Yes. That's... The mammal there was some, able to be on the rise because the dinos were gone. There were other scary things. Oh, like, yes. like there were, you know, giant sloths and woolly there mammoths. There were scarier and, other mammals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the dinos not dinosaurs. were not the, the thing, yeah. Saber-toothed cats, mm-hmm. you know. So mammals saw a huge burst of biodiversity in the millions of years to follow, which eventually led to primates. Which eventually led to early man, which eventually led to Homo sapiens. Which led, eventually led to us talking to you. There we go. On this fine Monday morning. <laughs> uh, thank you, dinos, for yeah. dying, I guess. Yeah. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> I'd much, much rather watch you in a movie than, like, outside of my yes, house. absolutely. <laughs> so those are the big five extinctions, but I've talked about a sixth. So there is, it has been posited that we are currently living in a sixth extinction event known, mass extinction event known as the halogene extinction. It's also known as the Anthropocene. Why? I was like, what is going <laughs> what on? Is the noise? It got triggered. Your phone started talking to you. It got, something you said triggered it. I don't know why this is happening. <laughs> Maybe because I said events? You might have. Well, I did, it, but... It, it, no, I'm just saying that might have been what... I gotcha. It does that sometimes. <laughs> That's funny. I was like, I'm is sorry. something yeah. talking? <laughs> um, yes, my phone. This is, the, this is the level we're at. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I cover my phone microphone when I want to say something controversial. Uh, like, highly con- inflammatory. Anyway. <laughs> um, uh, it's also known as the Anthropocene extinction, possibly. Basically saying we're the fucking problem here, you know? Uh, the call is for coming from inside the house, and it's us. But, and I'm not going to go horribly into it, because basically that is to go into climate change and the That's current ecological fair. disaster, which we've said will be our last. <laughs> Either that or capitalism. One or the other. Uh, so we're not going... But I do want to point out um, something interesting. So a lot of people who are climate change denialists who I'm well aware of because I grew up evangelical and none of those fuckers believe this, um, use a lot of very fallible arguments. In, sure. Um, and I think that these previous five mass extinction events really show how fallible those arguments are. So specifically, a big argument that I'm sure a lot of us have heard of is that 
no, this is a natural warming period. This happens all the time in the earth. It warms, it cools, it warms, it cools. But the thing is... That's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, we are seeing warming at a massive rate, including extinction of species. That's That's not... That's what's being thrown off. And we're not seeing, if it were, quote, natural like these other extinctions, we would see volcanic activity, we would see an asteroid, we would see one of these other causes. These other natural things are not what's causing it. It's us putting the CO2 into the environment, you know, and precipitating this loss of species and everything. So the rate that everything is happening isn't natural. And that's... We are the variable, causing with the outlier yes um and it's it's much more at a rate that we are killing off species more of a mass extinction than it is a natural extinction uh event so yeah um so we are what we are absolutely seeing is extinction of species that can be directly correlated to human action and not just because of global warming like we've literally Oh, we we can hunted. We, I was going to say we can prove it. We've yes. hunted species yes. into extinction. That's exactly right. <laughs> yes. Um we have killed off hundreds of species yeah. so far. Um we've introduced I mean not to say I mean the earth just in its natural cycles has done way more than that. Well, we are accelerating But, but so we are contributing where we're not supposed to be. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of a mm-hmm. you know um, There's supposed to be some sort of a harmony that's not there. Right. We are also introducing invasive species mm-hmm. that then wipe out native species. There are examples of that all over the earth. There definitely are. Yeah. In fact, like... There's almost nowhere you can go that doesn't have invasive species. Did you know that grass is not a native species in most places it's in? Like, literally just grass on the ground? I didn't know that. Isn't that wild? (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. Oh, we're also mowing down forests, taking away our hope of, like, carbon offsetting, right? Um, And throwing the whole biosphere out of whack. Again, this all ties in. Well, to oh, to your game. Oh, come on. Just let me finish. Um, we are acidifying our oceans at a truly horrifying rate. And if you want nightmare fuel, look into ocean acidification. It's horrific. Or just look at the Great Barrier Reef. Like, well, that's look, look part at of... It, a, look at a, a photo of it today reef and bleaching one from and like stuff. 30 years ago. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. a result of that. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and we are at this point decimating amphibian amphibians literally the creatures that got us here because we are land dwellers the creatures that got us out of the ocean and onto the land we are killing off not intentionally we have fucked them over amphibians are dying out at like alarming ass rates because we have introduced fungi and shit um, through putting them where they shouldn't be and, and transporting things to different places, that it is killing off and, and frogs again, in mass. This is all taking place over hundreds of years. And for no. us, like. No, this is taking place over decades now. That's how bad no, 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 we're that's accelerating it. The acceleration part, but I'm saying, like, introducing invasive species all over the place, that's happened for a long yes, time. Yes, but what I'm saying is, like, if we're talking these extinction level events were happening over, like, millions of years or even hundreds of thousands, We've yeah. reduced that to decades, yeah, and that's scary. horrific. What we are doing, um, we've literally <laughs> left our mark on ninety. Thankfully, we'll be out of here like before it really well, gets bad. No, we'll probably take everybody with us. We've literally left our mark on ninety-seven percent of the land on Earth. 
We have directly caused the extinction of hundreds of species already and are known to be seriously threatening the extinction of at least a million more. And that's just for now. Considering that the best guess of total number of species on the earth is eight to nine million, the fact that we are imminently threatening one million of them, that's like, we that's like are 12, the serial that's like 12%. killer. We, the twist is the butler did it and we're the fucking butler. You know, um, with the knife in the pantry. Yes, and it is only projected. Or in the study. Was the pantry a part of Clue? No. And it is only projected to get worse. Yeah. So that, my friends, is the story of mass extinction. I mean, that was really... I'm just, like, zoning out thinking about the freaking, like... That's the game? A, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Just the period of time this all happens i in. know it, it's pretty and how the shrunken down period of time where like our best scientists are saying like there's this shrunken down period of time like probably because of us and then likely because of us and like oh, it's oh definitely yeah because and of then us. definitely because of a direct us. correlation yeah it's like you can't yeah so yeah the earth does have a natural process and you're right i mean that's how a lot of those people make those arguments so there'll be that one small kernel of truth mm-hmm. you know it's like, yes, the Earth does have natural cycles. Like, the argument that we're making is this cycle is just out of balance. Mm-hmm. Like, something's off. Plus, also consider what is natural. Like, it was very natural for a volcano to erupt or for these vents mm-hmm. to erupt. And because that's natural, right? It's the Earth. That's what happens. Because the Earth itself is a living thing. Right. But does that mean an, an asteroid? That's natural. Mm-hmm. But does that mean that if we knew an asteroid was headed to Earth, we wouldn't send Bruce Willis up to knock it off course? I mean, oh, but it's natural. You know, that's <laughs> right, so the thing right, is, yeah. like, are we cool with that? And maybe we are. I mean, I don't know that I would be too bothered by us just all. That's This is getting very dark. I guess what I'm saying is I don't think humans are good for the Earth. We have proven ourselves poor stewards of the Earth. Well, the thing so. is, the thing is, yes, that's true. But the thing is, like, even after we're gone, like, the, the Earth will still be yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... Well, and you know what's interesting? Even if, like, all life... The Earth has been through... Like, like all the shit we just listed that the uh-huh. Earth has been through already. Yeah. Well, and, and even if all life got completely wiped out, maybe a single cell, we'd just start over again. Yeah. New single-celled or- organism eventually, four billion years later, starts to... And maybe, like, it'd be a whole alternate universe of, like... Because different extinction events would happen. And different species would proliferate. It would be a computer program called Gaia. Yes, yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah, basically. It, it is really fascinating to think, you know, that it's it's like miraculous chance. Because that we're here because of pure chance. Pure, probably pure results of of things happening, random yeah. things happening over the course of just billions of years. Like to us, like almost like an infinite amount of yes, time. Yes, it would feel infinite to us. Yeah, like you couldn't. No, no Being thing. In training no, at work feels like infinite time. Yeah, no, so. any, no, <laughs> anything can comprehend like how old yeah. you know mm-hmm. four billion years mm-hmm. is. I mean, we. I mean, we get nostalgic over things that happened six years ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, we are literally like a blink of an eye in the less than. Mm-hmm. So, like, like I've always said, like the Earth will still be fine. Oh, like it's well, it's it's like we're fucking ourselves. Yeah. So uh, potentially, it could get broken up by something or burned by literally scorched by something. I don't yeah. know. Feral robots. 
Well, I mean, I mean like the sun exploding or no, whatever. I was, I was quoting the game again. See, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, that was Mass Extinction. So is that is that the title of the episode? I think I'm just going to call it Mass Extinction. Mass, okay. All right. Well, I, that's a crazy episode. <laughs> I, I know, right? I never would have thought to do something like that. Well, so It is... What disastrous is, you, for us you yeah. said earlier like in the very beginning you wanted to do like this specific the nemesis thing. theory okay mm-hmm. it's a very interesting theory um yeah it's it's but from what i understood as i started doing research like it's not a super nasa has taken a stance that it's not a viable theory so i was like well you know then what's the purpose if it's just more of a thought game than anything you know yeah but. Um, but then I was like, oh, but extinction. <laughs> that happened. Going off of that. And is happening. Yes. Always. Yeah. It's, and it's it, never. And, and it is natural to mm-hmm. an extent. But yes, we are making it completely unnatural. We are yes. unnaturally um, accelerating it all. Yeah. Yes. And it's horrible. And we're terrible. And on that note. Yay! Wee! <laughs> <laughs> that was... The five extinctions. No. Mass extinction. Mass extinction. The extinctions. No, mass extinction. No, I'm kidding. Like like it's like a pop band. Uh. Like a boy band. Like the mass extinction. The mass extinction. There was one of those one of those time periods I'm like, that's either a metal band or a Uh, hip hop band. Halogene, Cretaceous, Paleogene, Mm -hmm. Triassic. That one. Uh, Yes. The one you have in your hand. Triassic Jurassic? Yes. That one at the bottom. Triassic, Jurassic. What does it say on the end? Though? Oh, oh, Triassic, Jurassic, Extinction. extinction yes. Oh. I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> see it from here. But the whole Triassic, thing would have to be the name Triassic, of the band. Triassic, Jurassic, Extinction. Yeah. <laughs> and they all dress up in those little T-Rex costumes, those inflatable <laughs> T-Rex costumes, and bop around in their little heads. Or <laughs> while little they're, tiny arms. But while they're playing death metal. <laughs> <laughs> but they can only play piano because no. they have the little tiny. Like arms. they would just have the costumes on. <laughs> okay. They would they would still be playing death metal. They're allowed to have their normal arms. Yes, they're they're allowed to have their death metal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that was mass extinction. This has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. We'll see you next week.